You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. And we're here doing Vikings, the season four finale. And, you know, at first I wasn't okay with it being, you know, a continuation of season four. But by the end of it, I am. I'm happy that this was all one season. Yeah, it worked out well, I think. I mean, we um, had good conclusions, you know, mm-hmm. stories, lines ended. I am still surprised that certain things weren't, like, focused on at all. Yeah, this episode, but well, because we thought we were going to get an hour and a half, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, we didn't get the hour and a half because we thought we would need it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's so much to do, um, there's people alive that I thought wouldn't be alive still. Yep. Um, but hey, we got one prediction right. Two really. Yeah. Well, we had one prediction slash hope. Yes. Come true. Um, and I was t- <laughs> unfortunately wrong with my big Ragnar prediction. But we'll get there. Season four, episode 20, The Reckoning. And uh, right before we jump into it, a good friend of mine who always comments and everything on the old Facebook, Haley Brown, told me that Michael Hurst's real daughters are in this TV show. And actually pretty prominent characters, or were. Yeah. In a Torvi. No idea. And Helga. Clueless that they were actual sisters. And then like afterwards, like you see both of them dead. I was like, holy crap. They really look a lot alike. Yeah. Um, Torvi not dead, by the way. Well, because I, I didn't see like trailers for the next season and stuff, but they do show Torvi running around from what I've heard. Oh, do they? They they do indeed. Okay. I didn't watch it on purpose. I didn't want to. Okay. I didn't want to see certain things. So, But I have heard that Torvi is alive and uh, very sad. But Helga, dead, yeah. dead as can be. Yeah. Helga for sure dead. Yeah. Very. Uh, <laughs> Which is unfortunate. I would like to flip-flop that. Yes, because, I mean, <laughs> Helga quickly became a fan favorite in this half season. Yeah, but until she went all lunatic for this little girl. I, I still enjoyed it. You know yeah. I mean? I thought Whatever. she was doing a good job with it. Um, But I guess we'll start from the beginning, though. Yeah. We got a battle sequence. Yeah, uh, you were right. Last episode, I had totally forgot that they had surrounded him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I forgot that. But I was wrong with Ube being up on the mountain. Apparently, he was with Bjorn. I guess I missed that. Whatever. Doesn't yeah. Matter. They surrounded him. Um, actually, it was weird. You know, they replayed it where they surrounded mm-hmm. him. And I I don't, I couldn't believe they walked into that marsh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I was like, man, that's some heavy footed, you know, running in that. I mean, know? it reminded me of Paris again. Like when they yeah. were trying to sneak up on Rolo. And I was like, <laughs> um. <laughs> well, Lagatha was bogged down. Oh, man. You know? Poor Lagatha. Just taking arrows. But uh, that's not the case this time. No. Um. So what we got here was magnificent fight sequences. I was, you know, we were disappointed again that we didn't get all the fight sequences that we wanted throughout the year. But right, they did such a better job than they did in Paris on making this so realistic and like the magnitude. Like we thought they were CGI. Some of the people like last week, yeah. But no, full on real people. Every part of this, yeah. This. This really reminded me kind of of the Battle of the Bastards and Game of Thrones. Yes. Because of how muddy it is and like how filthy everybody gets. Like you're seeing mud spray up from the ground and just yeah, yeah. people um, getting dirty mid-battle. I really like that they focused on each character to show like their skills and stuff. Did you see each different Ragnar son had a different weapon set? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They each got like a thrown moment, you know. Um <laughs> But I gotta be totally honest though, Aethelwolf still holds the like 
gritty badass award to me. Oh, easily. Because he gets it pretty rough there for a second. He gets knocked off his horse. He's covered in muck. But he is hand-to-hand. Everybody. Taking on four or five people at a time. and Bashing heads with shields. and Like you said, like Battle of the Bastards, it was like John just always moving. Always finding somebody else to keep hitting and stuff. Yeah, I, I have so much respect for Aether Wolf still. Like, whoever this actor is, it's bad that we didn't look it up beforehand. But, I mean, if he's doing all of his own stunt work, bravo. Yeah, man, he he just has such a rough go of it. I mean, know? he just keeps taking a beating and keeps on going. He's right. like a redheaded stepchild. And they gave us a little sick guard. You know, he fought a little bit. Well, speaking of him, you know, we had a question from Brian Lyles, one of our listeners and stuff, asking, did he gain our respect? No, hell no. And that's pretty much what I said. I was like, look, it might not be fair to him, but I just don't like him. And there was nothing he was going to do this episode that made me turn. There was nothing that they were going to be able to do. It's Especially since they gave him Dublé weapons. I was like, no, you don't deserve those. You grab a shield. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You hide behind a bow and arrow or something. Um, But no, there was really nothing he was going to be able to do. He loses just by the way he looks to start with. And then the way he talks, and then the way he acts. So but it's like... Had they given him like this entire persona through the entire series instead of just this final episode, I might have stood a chance of liking him. Well, they just kind of made him cowardly and childish through the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you show him he could fight a little bit here at the end. It's like, well, you know. But then we got some good stuff from Vitzik. Yep, he... He didn't look as terrible this time no he looked like a fully competent warrior like maybe just everybody needs that first battle to get everything shooken out and stuff yeah maybe the nerves you know because but they weren't saved him yes the first time and they were fighting nobodies and now this time he's i think he had what a sword and an axe yeah something like that and i mean he was rolling through people i mean he was like just spinning and hitting people like, <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like he just had his eyes closed it was just moving the weapons i was like okay bit sick like flailing yes yeah that, there it is he's just flailing um but you still got to give it to ube and bjorn they're just ube looked so good like yeah i'm gonna be devastated when ube dies i hope he doesn't if he dies you know what i'm saying because He's become one of my favorite characters now. 100% just, looks... And a lot of it's his look. Yes. He just he looks like young Ragnar, and he just goes in there, and he's in the thick of it. Um, and I, the look looks natural on him. Like, it I does. Mean, I could see him walking down the street just like that with no worries. Sure, it's a little weird, but yeah. you know. But who's going to talk shit to him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, dude's jacked. Yeah. Um, and Bjorn, of course, always tends to be a badass. Um, but they, they have a lot more of Bjorn walking and watching than fighting. They, I mean, and that's the problem with Bjorn is like, they never allow him to steal the spotlight. Yeah. I mean, when they gave him the bear episode and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, that was like, all right, Bjorn focus, but in these big battles and stuff, we always get like some focus on him, but a lot of times it's his like reactions or facial expressions to what's going on. Um, we don't always get as much of his just badass hand-to-hand combat. Exactly. Which, I mean, and he's the most intimidating presence. So it's like, what's the deal? I think they're kind of showing him walking around like a leader in a way. You know what I mean? Instead of... But I, I thought mean, for sure him and Aethelwolf would connect eyes at some point. 
that I was going to ask and you, do you have mud. any like regrets from this battle? And it, I have like in three. a way because it's like Aethelwulf fought a bunch of randoms. Yes, I would have loved to have seen Aethelwulf kill one of the sons of Ragnar, or at least fight and have to like find a way to escape. Right, but and, and then just, I, I would have liked to have seen a little more Ivar. Um, you know, he got a, some pretty badass like an axe throw, and you know, just whopping through people and stuff like that, but. They didn't really focus on him much. No, like he came in. Him and Floki came in so late. Like you said, Ivar just got to throw an axe, and it was like, really, that's it. Yeah, it's about it. And then we didn't get to see Floki be a badass that we love. We got no Floki, and that was my biggest regret. Yeah, especially with how the episode ended up going for him. It was like, oh man. Yeah, brutal, really. <laughs> I mean, just devastating. Big letdown because I mean, all we did was talk about seeing Floki with the double hatchets and everything, You're just ready to go, jumping on someone's yeah. back, and nothing. Yeah, it's but, always a little disappointing when 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 some of your favorites don't mm-hmm. get some of the spotlight that you'd like to see. But I mean, I would say just like the main thing was just we didn't get that one intense one-on-one battle that I thought would have put this episode over the top. Yeah, I thought we were going to get Eight the Wolf and somebody. Um. I would have loved to have seen, not Sitgart, but like Vitzik. Yes. Like if Aetherwolf just killed Vitzik, you know, because that would have been like a, a good fight. Or one of the uh, fake Vikings. Because yeah, I mean, but I don't, see, I don't feel like there's any fear of either one of the fake Vikings dying. Well, no, but I mean, it would have been a good battle. They would have just been able to highlight it. And I, whether or Maybe not so. I cared if the person was going to die, I just wanted to get that... You see them cross swords yeah. in some form or fashion. I like, know what you're saying. You want to see them circle around each other and everyone like, oh, this is the battle. And yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, I want that Shory moment. Yeah, I agree. And you know what, though? I'm not mad that Aetherwolf's alive. No, not uh, at you all. Know. So I'm glad he's out of there. I'm glad whatever's happened. Fake it, Vikings. They got some pretty good fighting in there. They did. Um, the, the, the blonde one, whatever his damn name is. I think it was Halfton, the one um, that doesn't want to be king. He just moves around better, though. He just seems like a better fighter. The other brother looks a little slower. He just looks better all around. Like I'm not saying like he looks the part better, but like you said, he moves better. Yeah, he a little bit taller, leaner, and just like more vicious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But either way, I thought we got a really gross, gritty looking fight. Um, and they did a, damn near just a, a massacre. Yeah, really. And they did a great job with the sound. Like when Aetherwolf was trying to call retreats and stuff, like you hear it's almost like uh, flashbang grenades kind of, or it's just like that high pitch. Yeah, that, like what's oh, going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you see it, all of his people being slaughtered. He's like, retreat? Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself. And I was like. Yep. And his oh. first time he says it, he's like, retreat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, I thought he did the Mouthful of mud, you know. It was like just devastation. It's like, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Yeah. Um. And I'm surprised yeah. you let it go on that long. They cut out. Um, they make it all the way back to Eckbert. This was my biggest problem, was, was just the Vikings weren't right on their trail. I think on purpose. Okay. I think there was kind of like a, like a you know, F-U, a, we're not even concerned that you're leaving. Okay. I mean, I mean, why would you? You just saw their army, and there's nothing left but a little tiny contingent. Yeah. Uh, I, I realize they're going to walls, but man, they're well prepared. Yes, we we found how uh, they they have like, a battering ram like on ready. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Ek, 
Egbert and Aethelwolf have a chat. And we find out how, well, A, Egbert is still scheming at this point, which is just fantastic and almost impossible to think that he was able to do this. Aethelwolf is basically like, we are lost. Get everybody together. We've got to get the king out of here. My whole family, Mm -hmm. everybody's got to go. And Egbert's like, I'm not leaving. Get the bishop. I'm transferring, yeah, you know, the king to you. Um, this was a big surprise. Did not see it coming. And to be honest, it was very strange. I was like, what is he playing at? Because they're making Eckbert so feeble in these last few episodes. I'm just like, what is going on here? He's such a smart, intelligent, you know, what is he thinking about crafty, this off? you know, king? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, what's he trying to do? And I guess it kind of pays off later. It pays off 100% for Aethelwolf. But, I mean, it's just like, when did he decide he loved Aethelwolf this much? Because we had no indication that he was ready to pass his power on to him, leave his legacy to him. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, maybe he just sees Aethelwolf as the best chance at protecting Alfred. I mean, maybe, but I still... We thought he sent Aethelwolf out to die. Yeah, I mean, maybe he did, and he's just playing. He just keeps his hand open. It's like, okay. Well, he just says, I keep using you. Yeah. Because I know I could trust you. You know what I mean? So it's like. Maybe that's true. You know, he's using him now as king because mm-hmm. he can trust him. So it's very possible that that's still what he's doing. But the simple little, like, land deal. Yeah. The fact that he's not king and doesn't have that power anymore. Well, that's we'll, a pretty small payoff is all I'm saying. Not really. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. But. I know we'll get there, but I, I'm just saying, I I felt like Eckbart was going to have a massive, like, on the way out. Something something really big. Yeah. Um, This is a big deal, but not as massive as I thought it would be. That's understandable, because, like, I thought there was going to be, like, a big explosion, or he was going to take out a big portion of the army, and that they needed to be careful when they were ra- uh, raiding yeah. the city and stuff, and that didn't really end up happening. This made me feel like Eckbert was like so relieved to be done with ruling, which could have been true. You know, he could have pulled a Ragnar and just like this weight on him so heavily for so long. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what it is. We see what presidency does to a president for eight years. Imagine what ruling an entire kingdom where every decision goes through you for. Yeah, and he kind of decided to go out the same way as Ragnar. He's yeah. like, I know I'm going to die. I'm not going to run from it. Well, what confused me was. You know, being Christian all the way throughout all this, choosing suicide. That was... I yeah. didn't understand that. I was a bit surprised at this as well. Um, look at this. But we haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah, I was like, man, look at this. I, I say hold on and we're yeah, fooling on it. Well, I know, but all we really get is yeah. we get Eckbert telling Judith well, to return to her husband. Yep. You know, he needs you. I command you. Um, she seemed pretty broken up about that. Which was odd, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, she loves him in a different, not necessarily in love, but respect. I think she respects him, doesn't love him. Yeah. But, you know, you, you get the good sequences of Aethelwolf and Alfred mm-hmm. talking and her eavesdropping. And it's like, I think she felt like, okay, he, she, he loves him just as much as his flesh and blood son. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's a cool thing. So at least she knows she has that. All right. Um, and she could be full-blown queen now, too, if she wanted to. She really... Well, she is yes. queen, actually, because she's still married. Um, but anyway, 
We get that. Aethelwulf basically gathers the whole family, gathers the entire remainder of the army and people. Whatever's left, which looks like we have, like, what, 40 people from the town and just militants? Oh, uh, there's a lot of, well, maybe 40 soldiers, yeah. but there's a lot of people that are heading out. Um, Any clue on where they're going? Where did they say? They said it. It was like Quintress Old Castle or whatever. Okay. I think is what it is. Um, so, yeah, they're, so they're head out. They basically empty the place. Mm-hmm. Egbert stays and the bishop stays. And just start getting hammered. Just, and I, I mean, love he this. throws the bishop's hat <laughs> and they're like, hey, the wine stores are still awesome. Yes. So let's go hit that up. Absolutely love this scene. There's the, these two, like, not even letting the cups get, like, a sip empty before oh, like, no. they're already just refilling it. And why would you? No. You, I, know, what's, you know what's coming. Would you have even bothered with a cup? I mean, I think Dolph. I would have just... Just started, out of the like, cask. Yeah, just yeah. air bailing <laughs> it every time and just let it splatter all over me. Yeah, just get... Just revolting. Like yes. Um, but, I mean, they start getting hammered. And as you said, we had a battering ram. Not, like, a log or anything. This thing was on wheels. Full tree on <laughs> wheels. And um, I, one punch. They wasted no time knocking down this door. And obviously, they're a bit disappointed mm-hmm. uh, when they get in. But then they're super happy because they're just raiding treasure left and right. Everything. And I was on pins and needles this entire time. Like, I was like, is there a trap? Is something about to catch fire? What's going on? And even Bjorn's like, hey, guys, be careful. Yeah, watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Could be traps. Um, Floki burning up uh, Athelstan's. Yep. All his scrolls and all that stuff really? that Eckbert loved. Caught me off guard. Like, I was... I really want him to grab this and use some of this because maybe some of it was technology. Maybe some of it was anything. Well, I just wanted him to like pick it up and like read it, feel something, just like see something mm-hmm. because it was something weird about him in the Mediterranean when he went there. Yep. Um, and when he, when he saw Muslim religion and then with this little girl that they connected on a little small instinct so it's like what the hell is going on with floki in this so i thought maybe he'd pick up some of these scrolls and be like you know let me have a gander at this stuff but no he's (laughs) lit one to light the rest (laughs) well i mean like he held on to it for so long it looked like he wanted to open it Uh, because i mean it was like a good 30 seconds and then he's just like what you said right and lit everything up and like it looked like he had not necessarily tears but almost rage as he was lighting everything on fire. Yeah, I think it was like a direct attack on Athelstan in a way. I like that. I mean, I like where your head was at when you were seeing that scene and everything. Yeah. Good little twist on it. So, I mean, even when they showed, I think it was Vitzik even, um, lobbing that podium mm-hmm. that Athelstan would work at into the flames and stuff. You know, it's like, this is the last remaining bits of him. Well, minus the... Minus Alfred. Yeah. Uh, going up. And so that's kind of, and here's where we get the little girl running away and everything. And yeah, everything's on fire. Helga's trying to take her, and then stabby stab, stab stab, prison it, shanks Helga, and then and uh, then what do they call that? Throat? What are they? No, she stabbed herself in the chest. Yeah, what do they call that? The like the Japanese like the samurai. Oh, what are they? <sighs> The it's, honorable, not, it's an honorable way to go, though. It's not a coup de gras or whatever it's called. Is, is it? Is that I called? do not see that being a coup de gras. Anyway, whatever. Anyone listening, please let us know. 
suicide. Yes. Uh, murder suicide classic. Yeah, murder suicide <laughs> from the classic adopted child yeah. that didn't want to be adopted from another land. I mean, um, I know I should have seen this coming, but for some reason, I was still shocked when Helga took that knife. Yeah, but we could tell when the little girl had that look with Floki, mm-hmm. like she didn't want to be with Helga. True, but it looked like her and Floki had like made a deal, and it was like, okay, you know, understand this, things are going to get better, and then all of a sudden, stabby stab. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And Floki <sighs> comes out after it happens and just broken like i mean he's been shattered before yeah and this he looks almost lower than when he ragnar had him hanging after he killed athelstan yeah because in a way i think he blames himself a little bit because he should have stopped her from taking this girl yes should have just stepped in or when the old girl was running in the at the river mm-hmm. he should have said i couldn't find her go just go and i'll tell him i can't find you you know, that was his chance, but they kind of connected a little bit there. It looked like he almost cared for her. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think he was afraid Helga was going to break if she lost the child, and then it ended up turning to the death of Helga. There's so much weirdness about this little girl that it's just hard to explain. Yeah, I didn't love this plot line. I didn't love Helga going this route with this little girl. Or dying. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't wasn't well thought out to me. No. Not the way I'd want to see a character like her go. But maybe they just didn't have a reason to keep Floki and this was a way to get him off the show without killing him. Like I mean, do we think we're gonna see Floki anymore? I have to think we will. Um but this is really strange for Floki. Yeah, because, because he says I'm he's like he's an empty vessel. Yeah, after he buries her fantastic gifts. You know, giving her a necklace, beads, weapon, all that. And uh, does it by himself, which I always appreciate seeing a character. Yeah, dig the grave, Mm -hmm. bury herself. Yeah. He says it's empty. And he doesn't really know. And doesn't know what he's going to do now. Because he doesn't seem like he's going to travel with Bjorn. No, he tells Bjorn goodbye. Yes. Um. Does the one thing I think could possibly be is he is does have an attachment to Ivar. He does. Um, but is he like he did a, a you know a classic funeral to his gods and stuff yes. like that? So I don't think he's like sour on the gods. No, I don't think he'll ever forsake the gods. He he loves them too much. But he has now lost everything that he loved: yes. Ragnar, Helga, and his daughter. His, his daughter. So it's like, what what is there for him now? And he's rather old, right? And we've always had this pre, you know, possibility that he becomes the seer. Yes, you know, future seer. Ooh. He has nothing left now, so there's a good chance. There's a good chance he could pass into that still, if um, he wants to return to Cadigat. Yeah, if he comes back, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot. There's that's a if lot. We out even there. go back to Cadigat. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy to say, but. No, we have to at this point. I hope so. Because, well, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But anyway, Egbert's hanging in a cage when the Vikings get here and they finally get him. Well, I loved how they like he sees all the fire from the scrolls and stuff. And he's like, are they really not going to find me? Yeah, he's they're like, just sitting in there. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I mean, we're almost out of wine. Like, how, how have I not yeah. been found? 
And then like he just comes storming out, just walking through. He's like, guys. What uh, the hell? Anyone out there? Here I am, drunk. You know. And then the, and the bishop gets it nasty yeah. from Vitzik. Uh, just gets gutted. And he passes out in his own wine and blood. Good way um, to go. Terrible belly on this dude. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and like, he walks out of the castle and stuff, and people are like, whoa, who's this homeless person? Yeah, well, fake Vikings go to like kill yeah. Eckbert immediately. Um, and and he, but Bjorn saves, you know, spares him. Well, this is where it dawned on me that he'd never seen Eckbert before. Like, I was sitting there, I was like, Ivar's the only person who's seen Eckbert. Is Ivar the only one? Lagatha has, but she didn't come on the raid. And there's Athelstan and Ragnar. And I mean, maybe, hmm. and Rolo, but he's not here anymore either. Yeah, I don't know. So Ivar was literally the only person who could have identified. Yeah, but Bjorn yells, stop, mm-hmm. that's King Eckbert. You know, so. And here's where my main worry falls apart with this, is how does none of the Vikings notice, hey, where's your crown? Where's your scepter? Where's everybody? Who leaves their king? Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, think they care because Eckbert's the one that served up Ragnar. And I understand that, but there's just... They're cocky, dude. They're, they're full of all smart. nothing confidence right now. I, Ivar's so smart. Bjorn's painted as extremely intelligent. And like they're not going to question because they're so... Lo- they would have never left Ragnar. Not only because he's their father, but that's their king. They're going to die before him. I know, but that's what Ivar wants to do. Mm-hmm. Ivar wants to just continue. It's like... They're on the run. Let's go finish them off. Let's keep going. We'll keep wiping out this land. Well, I mean, to me, it's like the validity. It's like, how can we trust that you're okay to do this? Because where is your crown? Where is this? Yeah. Well, it helps that you have that monk you yes. know, signing off with them. And they have the piece of paper. And, and he still has the swagger. I mean, so I mean, oh, there's, yeah, no, absolutely. there's no denying that. But to me, it's just like that look. You know, because that was the first thing I noticed. It was just like. He looks like a homeless dude. Yeah. <laughs> he is a homeless dude, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they they cage him up mm-hmm. in Ragnar's same old cage. Um, they're kind of picking at him, and they're wanting to know what they, you know, all the Ragnar's kids are around him. Yeah, what to do What should we them? do? He says, I loved your father. We really were good friends. Um, so I have a deal for you. Didn't know what this was going to be, but turns out he offers them the land. Yep. To farm land. and uh, to settle. And all he wants in return is to pick his own death. But here's also, like you said, you were waiting. Like you didn't feel like this was extravagant enough to be all of Eckbert's plan and stuff. Like if left unfulfilled. Let me see if I can add a little bit to it and see if it changes your mind. Okay. He was smart enough to have them kill Ale first to make sure that his biggest competitor, if he were to die was dead so no one could rise and steal the power from Aethelwolf or whoever he was going to leave as king. Right. And so I think that was part of this plan all wrapped up into one, was to make sure the biggest person was taken out before him to make sure his legacy lived on. And then he struck this deal. Maybe because... But you got to remember, he didn't want to give Ragnar to Elon. No. So... If that was what he was planning, because that's what Ragnar asked for, you know. Well, he asked to die by the hands of Eckbert, but then he realized Eckbert wasn't going to be able to kill him, and so then he moved on to Plan B. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm okay with it. It's just... I was seeing if that would change a little bit of the underwhelmingness for you. Maybe a little, but it's still... Egbert's been so fantastic. He has. Throughout these seasons. I mean, even and, up until his last seconds. Yeah. And for this to be a simple future land dispute, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, it was the same with Ragnar, unfortunately. Yeah, but with Ragnar, it was a, it was a, it was a power move. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, settle here, all you like, whatever, like that. And then he decided just to kill the whole, all the village. Yeah. Um, but this will be, hey, this is our land, blah blah blah. And then it's going to come out that he was no longer king when he signed yeah, that paperwork. Nothing. He, he has no authority over to be able to do it. Right. So you're basically a occupying force now, not a settlement. <laughs> and we're going to attack you and kill you. Right. And we can fully justify it. But I mean, um, it, I think it would have been justified no matter what, really. Yeah, because who the hell is the damn police or the, the yeah. law? You know, it doesn't matter. But they're it, Vikings. They're now it comes you. back to, is it smart? Do you think Aethel Wolf will be able to bury his hatred for these people and not attack and just kind of let them grow? No, I don't think Too so. Too scared? I don't think he's scared. It just, I think he's, it, in order to even protect his family and yeah. to do what's best for his people that'll probably have to wipe them off the map because they always feel unsafe if they're that close that's what to I'm you. saying like too scared just like the, they'll gain too much power and become yeah. too strong in the area and then just they'll rape. keep multiplying and, yeah yeah um so we talked about it Eckbert's suicide yep a little bit surprised because he was so high on Athelstan yep high on their god um very religious man himself. We know with the suicide, you know, supposedly shoots you straight shot to hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a little... I was taken aback by it. Because, I mean, at first I thought... First thing I realized was we were in the exact same place that we met him. So oh, very the pool funny. was fantastic. I was so happy that they were in the pool. Extremely dark. And, I mean, like, when we first meet him, uh, I forgot who uh, told it. They said it on the... Uh, Made a post about it on Facebook, you know, asking anybody. And she made a great post about it. Let me see if I can find it. But either way, I just... It's such a good little, like, um, set. You know what I mean? That we've had a lot of, like, major moments in. A lot of major talking. This is where Athelstan met Judith. This is where Lagertha and Eckbert were getting it down. Um... This is where... Uh, Ragnar and Eckbert had all their major conversations. Lagatha and Eckbert got started. That's what I just said. Well, you, I thought you just said Athelstan Aethel, uh, and Judith. No. Both of My them. My bad. Tighten up. What you got? Looking. It was, uh, her name was Jamie Kiss, and she was talking about how when he first came out of the bath, the lighting, you know, coming through the stained glass, oh, and yeah. that fit his personality perfect vibrant and strong everything and then by the end it's dark we have like one or two candles he's the only one in there yeah and it's the weariness and broken down and all of that well the it's like you said like the the flame's gone out mm-hmm. the lights burnt out you know what i'm saying just the weight of ruling yeah i think he was legitimately like ecstatic to be done with it 
I think he was scared. You see, he had to grit through cutting himself. You know, but and bravo for the uh, slitting of the entire arm. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go the entire vein. Yeah. He's like, we're gonna make sure you know, forearm to wrist. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, dark, buddy. We're Super making dark. sure this is happening pretty quick, huh? Yeah, you're gonna lose every pint you got <laughs> in. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna really miss this character. I really am, and. We lost two of the best characters, not That's just the thing. on the show. We lost two of the best actors, mm-hmm. first off, um, two of the best characters, two of the smartest people in the show. I mean, it's um, this show is going a direction that I'm very surprised, that they're going to lean on sub-characters. Becoming main characters. To become main characters and to carry the plots. Um we everybody on this podcast knows I'm a huge fan of Aethel Wolf. Mm-hmm. I think he can pull his weight. Ivar can pull his weight. Bjorn can pull his weight. Well, we don't know if Bjorn can pull his weight because they don't allow him to. Well, he doesn't even have to. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. It doesn't matter as long as he's on the screen. As long as he's doing what he does, it's fine. Uh, we know Lagatha can pull her weight. Lagatha can pull her weight. The sons of Ragnar, other than Ivar, well, one of them we don't got to worry about. Anymore. Yeah. Um, and then Vitzek, I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about either. But Ube is a, f- a good character to me, and I want to see him. We feel like Ube can, but it's yet to be determined if he'll be able to. Yeah, because um, I feel like he's like the glue guy. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can keep all the brothers from killing each other. Which, if we kill off all the other brothers, Ube might not be needed as a glue guy. And the thing is, later on in the episode... It, it's basically set out that it's Uwe and Vitzik mm-hmm. that are going to be left in England. Which they have a essentially a joint wife back in Kattegat. Yeah. Um, but, th- I mean, Ivar wants to keep raiding, mm-hmm. so he's going to leave Eckbert's castle, which all of them should leave. It's burnt to a husk. Yeah. But this is where they're supposed to colonize, right? So somebody has to lead this. So that's probably Vitzik and Ube. Yes. You know what I mean? Or they maybe all, just one of them. Those two will probably end up having some kind of spat. Because one of them has to lead. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we know Ube's the oldest brother. Maybe it's him. But Ivar wants to keep raiding. So he's taking a contingent with him. Maybe. Bjorn's leaving. And I loved how Bjorn's speech, he was talking, he was like, you know... We've achieved revenge on Ragnar. This is where it all started. But now we've gotten his dream. We've got land set up so Ragnar's dream can live. Yeah. I want people to stay here, do all this. I'm going to go raid in the Middle East. And as he was talking, the last time he says it, he goes, my father. And that's when you see Ivar go, hmm? Only your father, huh? Nah. And then that's where all of the tension and stuff be- became a big issue. Yeah, just... I don't know why Ivar and Bjorn have to be at each other. Well, I know Ivar one of them to wants to lead. Yeah, it comes back to it. It's just somebody has to lead. Yeah. And that's always going to be the problem. You know? But Bjorn's the oldest. Yes. And, and the most capable. Yeah. And he's really the original son. You know what I mean? Yes. Because Lagertha was... Queen. Removed, basically. She stepped down. But... Be- willingly and begrudgingly... And then Bjorn left. Yeah. Anyway, 
all of it's done. They're having a like big celebration mm-hmm. at the end. This is where we learn Bjorn's planning on leaving to go back to the Mediterranean and raid. Ivar wants to raid the rest of the English countryside. Yes. Um, Ube and Vitzik are kind of just stuck in the middle. Sickart doesn't know what to do. He's just whining. Yeah. Uh, the fake Vikings, older brother, decides to go with Bjorn. Out of nowhere. Which, I was completely shocked. I wasn't shocked because, he, once again, they still have to remove the Lothbrooks. Yeah. So one of them has to go back to Kattegat, and one of them has to stick with Bjorn to make sure you keep an eye on him. But, I mean, his brother's even shocked. His bro- Excuse me? You're leaving me? Yeah, but I think they'll even have a small conversation where it's like, oh, I understand what you're doing. Okay. Um, I, this is going to be a lot. It's going to be fun to make this show next season because there's going to be so many different plot lines. Yes. Um, Do you think we can handle that? Probably so because they're going to need it because of the main characters are gone. Yeah. I mean, other I mean, than Lagertha. It feels like we're going to be in three different locations, possibly in the same episode. Lagertha and Fake Viking King, they're going to have their issue. Yes. That's going to be their battle. Fake Viking Brother with Bjorn... I could see that being kind of him spying on Bjorn while they're raiding the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think he even gets to the Mediterranean? Yeah, probably so. Um, because if Bjorn doesn't find out about what happened at Kattegat, then Lagertha's going to have something to worry about that True. brother's with him. Um, and then Ivar, he's just taking a bunch of no-names. Maybe. Because by the end of the speech... Lo and behold. This is true. He does throw an axe into Sickgard's chest. Flawlessly, I might add. <laughs> it was like, I've never been so I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I said yeah. Ivar was going to kill him. Yeah. And it happened. And I felt so good that that. I, I did. But once again, Ivar seems like surprised at his anger. Yes. It's like, well. Ivar, do you forget that you killed a kid essentially the same exact way when you were younger? Yeah. And it's the same thing. He has like throws a fit. Yes. You know. Um, pretty cool, though. I thought Sigurd w- might get to him and at least swing at him. Y- you know, leave like a scar or something on him. Yeah. And no, just couldn't do it because he's Sigurd and he doesn't deserve a role in the show. So what? What do they do with it? Ivar looks like a petulant child now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he going to be able to get these people to rally behind him anymore? Because he had them. Everyone was ready to follow him. They were a good portion. But now it's like, is he going to become ostracized? Is he going to have crazy person? Is he going to have to try to find a way to rally people in Wessex to fight uh, their own people? Like, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to lead to for Ivar. Now. Will Flo- Will this be Floki's redemption? Because, as you said earlier, you know, he's got a soft spot for Ivar. A lot of questions. I don't know. It's like, Ivar's very smart, but his temper is... An issue. Yeah, big issue. And he following daddy's words, be ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, that that can lead him down a path, too. You know, And to so. always hold on to your anger and never let it go. And that might be a problem. Yeah, your anger is an asset. Yes. Not a hindrance. And it's like, we should... Maybe. Don't, don't tell an angry person that. Maybe we should give him a little few exceptions there, right? <laughs> turn that knob down just yeah. a hair bit. Turn it, turn it down to six. Yeah, <laughs> not or always maybe nine. eleven. Yeah, maybe died. You know, like, let's. Yeah, but uh, 
but yeah, so that's that's where we end on yeah. is Sitgard basically passing out. The brothers run into him, mm-hmm. looking at Ivar. Ivar is super shocked that he did this. Um, and I did stay for, I guess, what ended up being a little bit of a sneak peek after the credits. Did you stay for that? All right. So was this was this a post credit scene or was this the end of the episode? I, I feel like no. This was the end of the episode. Yeah, because it's a continuous shot. It's not a, like a um, a preview. Mm-hmm. I did not stay through six. That no, that's okay, where yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to get to the first commercial break to get the preview for and next season. I didn't stay for that. I did not stay for that. I don't. I didn't want to see it. Um, I don't like watching trailers for things I know I'm going to watch. So when it, when I first started this episode live, I noticed that Jonathan Reese Meyer's name was on the yes. credit list, and I was like, "He's not in this show. What the hell?" <laughs> and then, sure enough, it you find out our new big bad or it, big good, whatever you want to call it. Being a corrupt, on, yeah. Um, is John the Reese Myers character, and he's the bishop. He's the bishop. He's uh, helping lay this woman's husband down to rest and everything. And as, as soon as I see him, you know, giving the prayers and everything, I was like, "Yeah, he's about to banger." Yeah, he's about to pull the old Will Ferrell. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, funeral crashing, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. sure enough, wait, wait, Bravo History Channel. Uh, yeah, they do a good job with this, but I love the fact they focus on his armor mm-hmm. because they focus on his, you know, bishop attire, and he's all holy man. But once they get in there, you know, and he's, you know, banging the hell yeah. out of this chick, uh, they just pan over to his armor and that sword. Yeah, so you get the badass. It's like kind of like Alexander style sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, oh great, here we go. Like I am absolutely stoked to see this character because he is like a true bishop. He's gone through the school, knows the Bible front and back and everything, but yep. he's also a knight and not necessarily a good one. So he's always battling himself. Like He's always going up against like the sins that he's doing, knowing how it's wrong and stuff. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, I see this guy being like, the bad guy in Da Vinci Code. I was, like I was blogging bring, himself. I was you know going to I mean? bring it up. I didn't want to bring up Da Vinci Code. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But he's just whipping he's, himself, yeah. um, tying his leg off and things. Like, you know what I mean? Just doing some horrific stuff to himself. But also, I think he's going to be a badass. This guy has a good... You know, he was in the Tudors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he knows how to play these roles in this kind of era. So I'm like, man, good choice picking this guy. I thought I think it's great casting. I think they pick a great kind of type of enemy. Yeah, you know, because we're. I think the first battle scene we see him in, it's not even going to be close. He's just going to slaughter whoever he's up against, and we're gonna be like, oh, this is a real challenge. Yeah, because like even Aethel Wolf. No, see, I see him embarrassing Aethel Wolf probably. Ooh, not I like would... killing him or something yeah. like that, but like Aethel Wolf, maybe like commanding him to help mm-hmm. and he may be like slick like embarrassing him in front of his people he's like why would i want to help you it's like your people are now my people or something just, like that well, i don't know it's just i'm excited yeah i'm pumped because they got a good actor they picked a good choice and i like to see where this goes uh, i'm completely stoked do you i don't even want to try to have predictions you know maybe we just have like a prediction episode before the season starts or something no, nah, I just figure ooh, the first episode when we come back for this, 
we can start laying out predictions. I think so. You know, because because you know we're going to get a table setting episode, so we'll go from there. But uh, guys, you know, it was a fantastic season. Couldn't have had much more fun doing this thing and everything. I'm glad we got so much feedback for the finale. Please, you know, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Bleed TV Podcast or email us at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. Let us know what you think. If you have any more left on the uh, finale, go ahead. Let us know. Give us some of your predictions going into season five. But uh, until next year, guys, I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. See ya.